Hey, Tamara here. So today's episode is going to be a little bit interesting because I'm going to share with you some traps and why they keep you from being your best self and share, of course, a little bit of personal experience about how I kind of realized this or realized I'd fallen back into it. So here's the thing. Your best brain is the best you. Your brain, this thing between your ears, is the springboard for creating your best life. And I think all too often in an effort to create our best life, whether that's have confidence, start our side hustle, get that promotion at work, launch that big idea, be brave, whatever it is, we look outside for it. When reality, it's actually inside of us. Our brain at our best, (laughs) that was a funny little slip, our brain at our best, is when it's firing on all cylinders. And you know that feeling, don't you, when it's firing on all cylinders? It's like you're in the zone or in the flow. It's like the ideas are flowing, you're you're creating, you're at this like incredible creative capacity and the ideas are endless and you see the solutions in front of you and you have joy and satisfaction in your work or what you're doing, your task. Like that's the place that you wanna be. And that's the place that you wanna be operating from, which is why I always say that your best brain is the springboard for creating your best life. It's why we developed the Innovation Quotient Edge Assessment, right? This is the only proprietary assessment that tells you your innovation strengths, how your brain is wired to be its best. So the brain is it. And here's the thing. You can't be your best when your brain is stuck in overdrive, in overwhelm, in stress mode. That's when you are playing small. And you know that feeling kind of juxtaposed to what I was just saying about when you're playing big and you're in your best brain where you're like, all engines are firing. I'm amazing. Life is good. I have all the ideas I need versus playing small where you're coming from fear or overwhelm or you're holding back a lot or you're not doing the things you know you want to do. You're not in alignment in some way. So there's a big difference between the two. And I think there's some traps that actually keep us playing small. So we know that true success starts with your mindset and the power of your brain. So what I want to do today to help you kind of open up from the small to the big is I want to talk about the three big mental traps that keep you from tapping your best brain. And the beauty of this is, is once you understand them, it becomes pretty easy to overcome it. By the way, I think you know this, but your best brain is the source of your power. It's how you perform at your peak, work smart, be a strong innovator, create a problem solver, strong decision maker, critical thinker. It's where your ability to have a strong and valued voice in the world and your ability to set yourself apart in a crowded, cluttered world, it's where that comes from. It's all right here between your ears. It's so incredible. This is why I said we have to start looking outward to solve this stuff and start looking inward because it's right there inside of you. So today, like I said, I want to dig in to the three mental traps that hold most people back and they hold me back sometimes from unlocking our best brains. Um, I think this is true both in pressure moments, but also in everyday moments, right? We need it. We need our best brain, not just in those high pressure moments, although we don't want that to be a heavy lift there too, right? We want to be able to turn it on or dial it up when we need to, but also in the everyday moments, right? And in the things that we do day in and day out. All right, so the three mental traps are this, mental games, mental residue, and mental sewers. Let me tell you what I mean by each of those. 
mental games. So mental games are emotions and thoughts, anxiety, fear, overwhelm, stress, concern. Here's the thing with mental games, right? It's all that head trash, all that junk in your brain that you tell yourself. It's the negative thoughts. It's the chatter. It's the like cycle that you get into. Here's the thing with the mental games though. It keeps you in your primal brain and research shows it actually, actually blocks your higher functioning mind where that innovation, that creativity, and that joy is actually stored, where those ideas and solutions are stored. So the primal brain, its function is to keep you safe, comfortable, not rock the boat, even if it's not working for you, right? It's the devil you know. The primal brain wants you there. It wants to keep you in place. And the primal brain uses stress, anxiety, all of that to keep you there, keep you in place, not moving forward. Now, why would your brain do that to you? Well, it's hardwired into us from more primitive days. It's part of our human design because in the old days, right, it kept us from taking too much risk and getting eaten by that saber-toothed tiger. But in today's world, it often doesn't serve us. It doesn't want you to take the risks of being an innovator. It doesn't want you to speak up. It doesn't want you to be bold. It doesn't want you to have those big, crazy ideas, even though that's what it takes in today's world. So. When you talk to people when they're stuck in mental games, they'll tell you it's feeling like, you know, being stuck in the mud or spinning your wheels, exhausted, maybe even lacking in hope in what's possible. You know the feeling when that negative chatter kicks in or any chatter kicks in. Those are mental games. Like I said, the mental games keeps you primal, keeps you small, and it blocks the innovative mind, which is where you really need to be. Okay, the second one, mental residue. I love talking about this one. Here's the reality of our world. We go from task to task, to meeting, to task, to activity, to task. We go from personal to work, to work out, to home, to work, right? We do this just thing after thing after thing. And we never give ourselves a chance to decompress, to clear our minds. Research actually shows that it takes our brains five to seven minutes to close out one task, clear space and make room for the next. But we never give ourselves that, that chance. And even if we're not from meeting to meeting, what are we doing in between? We're checking emails. What if we're waiting for our kids at their soccer game? We're scrolling through TikTok, right? We're, we're doing all the things all the time. We're taking in stimulus all the time. So we're, we're creating all this mental residue. Mental residue builds up and builds up. So over the days, weeks, months, even years, our lifetimes, we build up this mental residue and it's, it's heavy. It weighs on us. It's all the little thoughts and the feelings that are rattling around in our brain that are just building up over time. Here's the thing, that mental residue makes it very hard to reach any level of creative capacity. Our brain is too full, it's too heavy, it's weighed down. So if you talk to people who are experiencing extreme mental residue, Right? They'll say it feels sluggish, mentally, and maybe even physically exhausting. Um, there's a lack of clarity. Thinking feels hard. Everything feels like a heavy lift. Of course it does. You're carrying around all this mental residue that's weighing you down, right? That's extra weight. It feels hard. The liftoff is hard. So what we need to do is we need to scrape the mental residue off so that we can make room to innovate and be our best, right? We need to get rid of that excess weight 
this just pulling us down and making everything feel hard because we need that to be our best. We can't do that with 10 pounds of residue always weighing us down. So that's mental residue. Like think of it as heavy and yeah, heavy. That's what I want you to think of it as. So the third one is mental sewers. That's right, sewers. Our brains are lazy. They are built for efficiency. Of course they have to be. We'd never get through life if we didn't have habits and routines. We didn't have kind of unconscious tracks that we go on so we don't have to think about everything. If we didn't have filters that help us make sense of the world. So our brain has this thing called the myelin effect. And basically I want you to think of myelin as this, it's like a fatty tissue that goes around our wiring. So what it really does is it's like creates super highways and super grooves. So super efficient pathways for us happens across knowledge, right? Kind of going deep into knowledge and we get super deep in those grooves, but it also happens across routines and habits. The problem is a lot of that doesn't serve us. So they're just passing shit back and forth in these deep sewers that we don't even realize are there, right? Hence they're sewers, just shit back and forth. In fact, research shows that 90%, 90% of our thoughts are the same as they were the day before. And most of them are actually negative. And even if they're not negative, even if they're the good ones, those sewers are unconsciously putting us on the same paths of thought and of action, the same paths we've always taken. So that doesn't work when the world around you is changing and changing quickly and continuing to change. It takes an incredible amount of effort to get out of the sewers. That's why I call them sewers. First of all, they're passing shit around. Second, they're deep. They're underground, right? We got to even find them half the time, right? We have to get out of them. It takes a lot of work to get out of them, to create new neural pathways, to rewire our brains. People say it feels like when they're stuck in the sewers and the old sewers, that it feels like they can't see the full picture, that their best self is just out of reach or through the fog, or they're stuck white knuckling because they can't seem to do it any differently, or they're like stuck in a way or a mindset that they can't seem to get out of no matter how hard they try. They're stuck in the sewers. So the three traps, you've got mental games, thoughts and feelings that keep you in that small primal brain and block the innovative mind. You've got mental residue weighing you down and taking much needed space. You can't even get to any real creative capacity because the liftoff is just too heavy with all that weighing you down. And then you've got mental sewers, right? The shit that's going back and forth that keeps you doing what you've always done and actually works to ignore or block new and different because it doesn't match current beliefs and experiences. But you need new to be your best, right? You gotta get out of the sewers. So I find that all of these take work and it doesn't have to be hard work. It's kind of these small little things that compounding over time really help you get out of it. And I'm pretty good about getting out of it, but it's not a matter of like, once you have this one mental clearing, boom, you're transformed for life. You never have to do it again. It's kind of like you don't go to the gym, spend a year getting fit. And then you're like, I'm done. I don't need to eat well or do one more bicep curl. I'm good for the rest of my life, right? You lose it over time. So you have to build it up over time with intention. Also, here's the other thing I'd say that it's a self-fulfilling cycle, right? They feed on each other. So if your mental game is bad, that's going to lead to more mental residue, which is going to lead to more mental, like relying more on your mental sewers. So they feed on each other. Let me give you a story, kind of show you what I mean. And all this comes together. Something that um, recently happened to me when I slipped back just a little bit. So I've been very stressed out. 
Um, there's a lot going on with work, with clients, also with home. I've got one kid just graduating high school and going to college. And another that's about to start a summer swim team is doing this big outward bound trip. Not to mention, like I just did a marathon that I'm training for an Ironman, which takes endless amount of hours. I've got friends that want to hang out. I've got TV shows I want to watch. Like it's just, it's all piling up. Nothing horrible, but you get it. So I started to feel really underwater and I fell back into the traps, fell deep actually into the traps for a little bit. So here's what happened. So a colleague of mine, and if you hear this, you know who you are. I'm so sorry that I had this thought. You don't even know it, but I'm sorry. So here's what happened. A colleague of mine emailed me about speaking for her nonprofit at a dinner event, just like a 20 minute speech, life story kind of thing. And I was so annoyed, not honored that she asked me, which is what I should have been. Like, how lucky am I that she thinks my story is worth telling? No, I was annoyed that she was imposing on my time. But I respect her and what she's doing. So I responded back to saying, hey, my schedule doesn't allow it right now, but let's loop back in the fall when I have more time. Perfectly reasonable. It's the right thing to do. I have too much on my plate. So she responded back with, uh, I totally know how it goes when your schedule controls you. Now, I know some of you have already gone, ah, like that's rude. So that's how I took it, right? I took it as rude, not with a little camaraderie and a little recognition and being kind, which is probably exactly what it was, I took it as like, how rude, like, how could you talk to me like that? I mean, I don't have control. The, my schedule doesn't control me. I control my schedule. F you. That's why I'm saying no. How dare you look down on me? Like, oh my God, the mental game was in full force. Now, I know. I know that's not what she was saying at all. And I prompted that response by saying I have too much on my plate. So that evening, I'm putting some laundry away, which is like my best reflection time because you're just, I think your conscious brain just kind of tunes out and you're just, you know, doing a, a mundane chore. I don't know if you guys feel that way, but I always feel like I have my best thoughts doing mundane chores, taking a shower, doing the dishes, cleaning. Like that's when it happens for me. So that evening when I'm doing laundry and I have some time to reflect that perhaps I'd fall back into those mental traps. I worked so hard to avoid them, but maybe this week I wasn't doing such a good job. And when I broke it down, here's what I realized. So first of all, mental games. In my head, I was coming from a place of overwhelm. That's what my primal brain was saying. And not necessarily because, how do I say this? Not necessarily, let me say it this way, not necessarily because I was totally overwhelmed. I had a lot to do, yes, but because my primal brain decided that was the case, right? It makes it easy to procrastinate, to be frustrated, to stand on your high horse about how much you have to do to push off the hard things when you're coming from a place of overwhelm. But that was my Bernard, my primal brain, filling me with a story that served him, kept me small, not me. Do you see the distinction there, right? My primal brain was like, oh, you're overwhelmed. I had a lot to do, but I didn't need to be coming from a place of overwhelm. None of us really do. It's always manageable if we figure it out. So Bernard, as I call him, was creating mental games that didn't serve me. The second is the mental residue. So I am busy. So I was going from task to task without any breaks. I was letting my thoughts, my tasks, my actions, my life become hectic because of the mental games. And that created a lot of mental residue. I was just being weighed down and weighed down and everything felt heavier than it needed to be. And I was allowing more and more and more to come onto my plate without taking anything off and giving me the space I needed to handle it well. 
So the residue was heavy. Everything fell apart. So then the mental sewers. Well, <laughs> sewers. I'd fallen back to my old ways of thinking and doing. I wasn't being innovative. I was just letting like things happen. I was just getting things done. I knew I needed to do more. I needed my quality to be, to be better, but I was just falling back into the sewers and I was just checking stuff off my list. And I was just doing the things I needed to do. And I was doing them in the way I used to do them, how I knew to do them. Cause that was easier because I didn't have the time, right? I'm overwhelmed. That was easier than trying to do it the way it needed to be done, which required some new thinking, some innovative mindset. And that mental residue meant that I had no capacity to even get there, right? I was too weighed down and too tired. So that unnecessary and overly dramatic reaction to the request and the email exchange is proof that I'd fallen into the mental traps and just, I was letting it dictate my world. And I bet if you look around, you probably have places where your reactions might actually be bigger clues to what's going on on the inside. By the way, let me be clear. There is nothing wrong with saying no. In fact, I'm a huge advocate of it, but it's the place that it came from and how I handled it in my mind that wasn't okay. Boundaries are good. And you need to say no to create that mental space anyway. But you see the distinction, I'm sure. I was saying no because I was angry and overwhelmed and I was feeling put upon, but all that was coming from me, not from her. Okay, back to my week. So when I looked at my week, the whole week, so not only am I stuck in these traps, um, I realized that I was somehow insanely busy, but really not very productive. I mean, not in a way to move things forward. So if you asked me at the end of the day, what'd you get done today? I could rattle off like 10 things, but none of them were moving me forward. When I'm not in the mental traps, you might ask me what I've done that day. And I've done two things, maybe four, but there are important things that move the needle forward because I have the space for it. I have the mental awareness and mindset for it. And I'm not playing in the sewers. I'm up here on the surface where I need to be. Now, I know I'm really hard on myself. And, uh, but I also have to face the facts that I'd fallen into the trap. And when you aren't playing in your best brain, you suffer. I suffered that week. I suffered in productivity, in innovation, in joy. It's really not a good place to be. And you don't want to be there either, do you? So let me give you a few quick tips so that you can do right now so that you can get out of these traps. And if you think you're in any of them, or if you're threatened to be in any of them, and you're probably playing a little bit here and there, these will help you get out of them very easily and on a daily basis. So first of all, mental games. Number one, name your Bernard. Here's the thing. Um, our primal brains are like, they're emotive and they're reactive and they're quick. It's the first thing. It's before your kind of bigger brain steps in. What research has shown is that if we name our primal brain, our negative thoughts, our chatter, that immediate response, we actually create disassociation. And what that means is it's there, right? It's kind of hardwired into us, but it doesn't control us. So you'll opt often hear me having conversations with Bernard. Why are we feeling that way, Bernard? Where's that even coming from? You know, Bernard, not today. Like I hear you, but I'm putting you in the passenger seat. I know that sounds a little silly, but you'd be amazed how naming your primal brain and not giving it the control that it doesn't deserve will keep you from the games that you're playing with yourself. Okay, so for the second one, mental residue. Here's what I find. Remember I said earlier that the brain needs five to seven minutes to break, right? To complete one task, move on to the next clear space. So all my meetings are 30 minutes. And if you put 60 on my calendar, 
I'm going to be done in 50 because I'm always going to give myself a movement and meditation break. So I started booking those into my day. So if I'm doing something for two hours, at the end of that, I have a 15 minute break of movement or meditation, not streaming, although I could totally do that, not scrolling, actual just quiet to give my my brain a chance to kind of close the lid on one thing and move on to the next, or I'll walk around the block or just do some push-ups or whatever it is, create breaks in your day so that you can clear the mental residue, not let it build up. And sometimes if you find that you have a little more mental residue than other times, just take a longer break. That's all it takes, right? We just got to clear out a little bit, but I like to have them scheduled in my day because then I know that they happen. Sometimes it requires some deep breathing and some meditation. Like I said, sometimes it's movement, but it's not doing something else or taking stimulus in. That really helps with the mental residue. I feel so much lighter when I do that. So for the mental sewers, here's the thing with the sewers. We got to break the sewer lines because it's so easy for us to go into them. We don't even realize it. We got to jump out of it, but it's hard. So we have to break our routine or our thinking, our action, because it's so subconscious, like A to B to C to D, and we don't even realize it. Years ago, I went to a Tony Robbins, um, Unleash Your, wait, what was it called? Power Within. I can't believe I can't remember that. I love Tony Robbins. Anyway, he talked about the thing about snapping a rubber band. Like if you catch yourself doing what you've always done, snap a rubber band and that breaks the line. That's a great way to do it. Another way you could do it is change your environment. Your environment has a huge impact on how you think and how you behave. So things aren't working for you, change your environment. Yesterday, I went to a coffee shop to work. I was so productive and so innovative and so in the zone, but I think it's just because I changed my environment, right? Because it triggers you. So change your environment, take three breaths. Here's my two favorite questions. If you find yourself going down a path is ask yourself, what else could be true? So before you get stuck in the sewer of the same thinking and the same routine, what else could be true? Or how else could I do this? Just take five minutes to brainstorm that before you go further down the sewer path. So the further you go into the sewer, the harder it is to get out. So we want to break it in the front. Now you can break it at any time. I'm not saying you can't, but it's easier on the front end. This is why, by the way, all of our 21 day challenges, we have one coming up in June, which is what, four or five days, I think. This is why we address the mental traps up front, because we got to clear out all this junk, all this gunk to get to our best brains, to your innovative minds. Why? Because your best brain is how you create your best life. It's how you have your best ideas, your best joy and satisfaction, your best solutions, your best work, your best quality, your best relationships, all of it. So I hope you'll join one of our 21 day challenges. Either way, I hope you got a little bit out of this. I want you to think about where are you trapped? And here's the thing I wanna say, just to close out on the traps, we don't always know we're in it when we're in it, right? It's like a frog in boiling water. So we got to take a moment to reflect. So whatever it is that works for you, like laundry somehow works for me, whatever it is that works for you to have some reflection time, do it. And again, that's not, I find that things like scrolling on TikTok, and don't get me wrong, I, lived, I love TikTok. I hope you're following me at Everyday Innovators there, but it's not those things because you're still taking in stimulus laundry, dishes, walking the dog, like those things work because your conscious mind is distracted. It's doing a routine, but your subconscious mind kind of pops up a little bit. So find 15, 20, 30 minutes for reflection and think about where you might be stuck in mental games, mental residue, or mental sewers. When we tap our best brain, well, that's where the magic is. All right.
Tamara out. <laughs>